0: As this episode covers both the pro- the Rotherham game and also previewing the Stoke game, we want to give you the opportunity to listen to only the preview uh, of the Stoke game because we understand that some people will only be interested in listening to that. If that is the situation, then please skip to 13 minutes and that's when we start uh, the preview of the Stoke game. As always, we hope you enjoy and I'll let myself take it away as we get into the review of Rotherham. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Terrier's Talk Podcast. And today we're doing a joint episode. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so quite a quick turnaround. Uh, reviewing the Rotherham game on Saturday and then speaking about tomorrow's game against Stoke City. So starting against Rotherham, both went both were quite optimistic um, about that score, uh, about that game. Um, I believe I may have got the score prediction correct. I think I said 2 0. I I don't I think wanna two one, you might have said two 0 yeah. I think so, which is which is delightful. Uh three points. Very, very happy.
1: Yeah, uh it's brilliant. Three points, two in a row, first home one of the season, clean sheet, attacker scoring, chances being created, happy days. Really, Thank really me. strong
0: Tom. Defensively as well, we were we were really, really good. Um the only really big th- chance I can think of from a Rotherham perspective was obviously the the corner that Nicholls saved quite well. Yeah. Apart from that, I can't really actually think of many chances where I looked at them and I thought we're in a massive danger of conceding. Which there's been chances in past games where I've thought we looked shaky at the back, but we looked really really solid. Um, I'm I'm really pleased with that performance. And it, it shows how good we can be when we're actually at our best, which is. Really positive, and obviously, I know it's a bit of a weird one now that the that, that walnut was going and whatnot, but it fills me with a yeah. lot of confidence of what can be built off the back of that squad because we've got a good team there. So it's kind of now a case of building off of that with whoever's in charge after Stoke because we know we can go well, uh, we can go forward well, we know we can defend well as well. So it's just now a case of sticking to that level of performance like we know that we can and as fans now will expect given how we have done in the past two games really even three if you want to add Middlesbrough to that
1: no I I completely agree with you and uh, I think um, to put it really strongly the the, the team selection was spot on yeah Uh, the way we played was spot on the way we went forward was spot on and I'll say this now I think the, midf- uh, the midfield three of Wiles, Hogan and Rodoni is absolutely outstanding. And uh, I'll touch I'll, I'll touch on the... It is. It's borderline perfect. I'll touch on this now because um, I think it's really important to say that Ben Wiles, from what we've seen so far, makes Jack Rodoni so much of a better player. Yeah. because What you need with Jack Rodoni is someone who can allow him to go forward because he's a very progressive player. Wiles is the closest thing we've had to O'Brien since O'Brien's left, because he will go forward and then go back and he's got an unbelievable engine on him. And it was really unfortunate not to score um, against his former club, his Boyle club. And I'm, I'm sure that would have been quite a strange feeling for him, uh, but it, it wasn't to be. I thought Hoggy was outstanding um, before he was, I think he was taken off precautionary. I think some, some sinus issue. That, yeah. uh, and then, we're doing, yeah, really, really strong. And the two wing backs as well. Sober and Karama, I mean, stunning, brilliant. Really, really happy with that. Built to be on the score sheet. um, And defensively, like you said, really, really solid. And I think one person that can come away with that with his head held really high is Michael Hellick.
0: Yeah, Hellick was. I think we're at a point now where you know what you're going to get from most players in that team. Um, There's obviously a few where. They're going to be a bit inconsistent, but I think with with Hellick, you know exactly what you're going to get nine games out of ten, if not even Mm. ten games out of ten. He is incredible. He's an absolute rock at the back, and once you put him in a system where he's comfortable with two people alongside him, which he works well with, and they're comfortable playing alongside him, you know exactly what you get from Michael Hellick. And that, like I've just said, is a consistent defender that will put his body on the line, reads the game exceptionally well, He's not afraid to be a bit aggressive um, when pushing up. There's so many attributes that Barnsley fans told us about last season, well, the season before last, and things that we've seen from last season that we might not have seen in the opening few games, but he's really come into his own in the past two games, really, and he's looked really, really strong. And that's something that if Towner to have a good season, the base of that will be Michael Helico having a good season. And you would expect that from him because he is one of the better defenders in the championship, and I I can... Put my neck on the line and say that. I don't think I'm, I'm being outlandish saying that he is incredible at what he does. He's confident. He's calm. He's collected. He's a rock at the back and he's a very reliable player, which in this side we we really need. And Michael Hellick is is a really good example of that. So it just adds to his his catalogue of good games under under Warnock and at Uddersfield, where you come away from it and go this player was good, this this player was good. And you don't really mention Hellick because it's just, it's a commodity that he plays like that and he just... Consistent, yeah. Yeah. He's very
1: consistent. I mean, if we look at the stats, he won 13 jewels, and that is more than any other player in the championship this weekend. And poor Jordan Hugill didn't have a sniff. He was getting absolutely bullied uh, by, by Michael Hellick and... Long may that continue because, like you said, he's very, very imposing, he's powerful, he's strong, but also he knows how to harness that strength. With some defenders, you'll have that are really strong, but they can't kind of harness that, you know. Like Eric Bailly, perfect example. Yeah. He's got strength, but he doesn't know what to do with it. With with, with Michael Hellick, he does, and he's a real, really calm, collected figure. Um I think it's it's absolutely essential. for the the well-being of the team going forward, you know, being successful to have him there spearheading that defence and kind of keeping it really nice and calm, which I'm really happy with because I think he will be a brilliant player for us this season.
0: 100%. I think he's one of those players, like I've just said, he's he's one of them players that you'll look at at the end of the season and go, did he get the plaudits and credits that he deserves every game? Probably not because he doesn't score goals. He isn't the the flashiest of players ever, but you know exactly what you're going to get. He's the bread and butter of a defender and and that's something that you need in a team like that, uh, in a team like us, where we're going to be probably on on the most of it. We're probably going to be a more defensive side than we are going to be attacking and look to counter-attack. Helic is everything that you need in that side. Side, And I think another player that didn't have um, the most credit that I've seen from players, obviously didn't score, but Kean Arrott, um and there was a lot of questions kind of before the game should he start will he start will Ward be dropped and for for the sake of Harrett I think he's quite lucky that Ward has got an injury Um, it's not a serious yeah. injury thank God but that couldn't have come at a better time if there was a game to start and we both said it would be Rotherham at home it would be a game where he's got a home audience behind him Um, and it's a chance for him to make a full home debut it, that is massive for him uh, first uh, home start even, sorry. The fact that he's been able to do that and he's played well now gives Warnock or whoever comes in a question of, right, do I, do I start Harrod over Ward? Do I even consider Hudlin over Ward in, in the preference as well? Because Hudlin came on and, and was quite solid too. So it really does open that question now for, for Warnock for the next game. Does does he give Ward one last game under under himself, um, with yeah. everybody saying well, is his son or does he kinda of look to the future and go, Right, whoever the new gaffer is, here's what you're getting out of Keen Harrit before you've even got a chance to, to have him under your belt. And yeah. that's something that I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how how he decides to do that on Wednesday night. No, same and I mean just just touch on Harrit
1: again. Um I wouldn't say he did much in terms of being on the ball in you know, creating many chances. But what he did do was put himself about like we know he would. And when he did get on the ball, even if it was a flick on, which it was, um, he links really well for our second goal. So it doesn't matter how many chance, you know touches of the ball you have. If you have one and it turns out to be, you know, the pass before an assist, which it was, then he's done well. And he's done his job and he'll only grow into himself and he'll only grow into his confidence the more football he plays and the more games he has to start because he would have sat down on Friday night and thought right I've made it now you know I know I can do it so and he's already scored goals in the championship so he will go from strength to strength and hopefully whoever it is will nurture him I mean if it is Rooney managing us who better to learn from you know that would be unbelievable for a young lad like and Harrett to have one of the best players in Premier League history coaching him um but that is hypothetical um i mean on the subject of goals and and chances 10 of 14 shots yeah i mean real. you know it was pressure and pressure and more pressure um we went forward really really well and on on another day as we like to say um it could have been four or five, but I you think know, if Bird got his shooting boots on, he, he he could have scored an hat trick. Um, what did you make of him? Because he was very hit and miss, very Van La Parra esque. But
0: I think he'll grow into his kind of confidence. No, hundred percent. I think he's he's that player that, like you say, he's there's elements of Van La Parra where he's he's a tricky player and this that or the other, but he might not be the best goal scorer. He might his, his final third work might not be there yet, but. We've said that about Karoma in the past. We've said that about Sauber in the past and both got goals uh, and an assist on Saturday. Bergzog's a player that opposition defenders are going to look at and going to go, we're in for a difficult game here because he is one of those players that gets you off your seat, gets you excited. And there is very clearly a talented player there. It's just now a case of, awesome can he get his can he get his second goal? Can he get his first goal at home? Can he just build on that? Because like th- th- there's a player there which evidently can score goals, evidently will score goals, evidently will create challenges, evidently will create danger for opposition teams. That's without a doubt when he will drive you up the pitch. It's just now a case of building on his previous performance and I, I think that Saturday he played really well. It's just a case of if he does score that goal, it, the opposite, the, the, the mindset, and not the mindset, but the the words about him, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. here, But reaction, the, yeah, the, the reaction, reaction the, the reaction to his game is is so much better just because he scored a goal. Obviously, yeah, no, I agree, if, yeah. if the game had finished nil nil, then things would change even more. But we've won two 0 He's looked dangerous. He's looked promising. That's all that you can really say. And he's he's playing against he's playing with Keane Harris. So it's two players that haven't played together at all. I don't think, or if they have, it's very limited no. minutes. Limited um, minutes, yeah, and played very well together up front and looked really opposing. So I'm happy with it moving forward. It, it looks good. And if the new manager decides that Harrit and, and Bergzogs are front two and then let Karoma and Saba do exactly what they did on Saturday because they were perfect or near enough perfect, then we've got a really, really good front four as such. And Then you add Rodoni into that and it's a, a front five. So it's very promising because they're all very young too so yeah. if we do have bergs on a permanent at the end of this summer then we've got a very very good young promising attack for a, quite a few years there so it fills me with a lot of hope not just from Saturday's game but for for the future too
1: yeah completely um i mean as we said at the start of the episode it was a very very routine win and i don't think really Rotherham had any material chance to get back in the game now Players were told about Warnock's departure the day before. And Warnock did say he told Sauber and Josh to pull the fingers out and they both scored. And Cromer again provided. So maybe that was, you know, some let you know, let's do it for the gaffer, something like that. And I'm 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 hopeful that'll happen again tomorrow against Stoke because you know he deserves to go out like a legend and I think he will bow out in a very, very good way. But that is probably Rotherham. And
0: unless you've got anything else. No, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think we've covered it all from, from what we've written in the notes. It's just, it's a, very, it is. it's a good performance, it's a good win, and it's it's a win that we'll look back on and go, if we're a few points away from relegation at the end of the season, we'll go, that game there was was a yeah, really, yeah. really big result for us. Um, you know, we're unbeaten in three now, um, and obviously mm-hmm. we will look to make that unbeaten in four before the new manager comes in um, against Stoke. And... Stoke started really well in the opening day. I think they they put a few goals past. Might have been Rotherham. I, I'm not too sure on that. But they, they started quite well and they, they now have two wins from six games. Um, they haven't won in the past three. They haven't got any points in the past three games. Lost all three. Uh, most recently against Norwich. Um, mm-hmm. conceded seven goals this season in the Championship. Scored five. It's a chance to put more pressure on, on on Stoke and really look to to hit them while they're down. So I'm I'm optimistic for it, which I'm strangely saying, um, considering if you asked me first game week how the game against Stoke could go, I'd be I'd be quite nervous. But I'm I'm really quite optimistic for for Wednesday's game. Is that something that you're kind of sharing in that sense, or are you are you feeling a bit nervous for it?
1: Well. It's very early in the season and obviously teams can start very well. Uh, You're right, they did take Rotherham to the cleaners um, 4-1 and I think they beat them against 6-0 or 6-1 in the Cup. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Rotherham won't be a fan of Stoke any time this season. But, yeah, I mean, with it being such an occasion as it is, we know now, I really think we can, you know, give Warnock and Roy the send-off they do deserve and I am I'm quite hopeful. I mean, where our form is completely opposite to theirs, you know, their last win was the 19th of August. Since then, they've lost 1-0 to Millwall, 2-0 to the league leaders, Preston, and then narrow defeat to Norwich, 1-0. So, well, I'm saying this, they could come and beat us 5-0 tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm quite optimistic. Um, just looking at some of, the, some of the things you've written here. And they have got some decent players, you know, Jacob Brown, Keyon Hoover. Uh, I think Vidigal's injured. They're yeah, Vidigal's injured. the top goal scorer this season. So, I think Stoke in general, you don't really know what you're going to get from them. And I'm sure Stoke fans will probably share that sentiment. It's probably about the same with Town as well. Um, I don't think we have too bad of a um history against Stoke. I remember being there last season and sitting there in the pouring rain um in February, losing 3 0. That was horrible. So hopefully we can get a bit of revenge because that was a that was a really grim night. But no, um I, I am quite hopeful. Um I think the key will be obviously I'm gonna sound like Michael Owen here. We need to score goals to win games but it's 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 as simple as that really. if if Cromer and Sorber can carry on their form from Saturday and or can hopefully turn chances into goals or even shots on target Um, that would be really good because I, I don't think Warnock will change his winning team Um, maybe, maybe Wardy we'll have to see if he is fit but again I think Harrit again deserves to start so yeah I think line-up wise we won't change, is that, is that something you kind of agree with?
0: Yeah I think I think we've got to be consistent with it I don't expect him to to be exper- experimental in what could be his final game in, in management, full stop, because, you know, Warnock, he said that he, he won't retire, but who knows, he might come to, to February, it might even come to November, and he decides he wants another job. Who who knows with Warnock, but the big thing is, is I don't see him being experimental. He'll want to go off on a high, he'll want to, his legacy's already there, but he'll want to extend that legacy with another three points, and he'll want to be remembered as his last game as Huddersfield manager, with three points in the bag. Um. However, on the flip side of that, you've got Stoke, who will look to be the villains in this situation. There will be a side yeah, that cool. will come into this game and going one last game in charge of where we can really be a bit of a party pooper here and and take three points off them. Um, they're a side that haven't kept a clean sheet away from home since the tenth of April against Birmingham City, which was a nil-nil draw. If Towner to to extend that run. Then you'd you'd accept, you'd feel hopeful for the game. Um, they're a side that for for whatever reason can't not keep a clean sheet um, away yeah. from home. So you've got to be looking at that and go. We have another chance here to to boost how we're doing and get a few points on the board here. Um, you know, before this weekend, I'd have taken four from these two games. After how we played on Saturday, I don't think it'd be out, uh, I don't think it'd be. Um, out of the blue to say that we can we can get six from those two games because they're a side yeah. with injuries. They haven't got Vidigal. They haven't got Ender Stevens. They haven't got Ryan Mamey. M- 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 I, I don't know how you say it. Um, Hoover is even um, in, in doubt of whether he'll be playing. So you look at that and they're four players that you'd really expect to be to be dangerous for Stoke and the fact that they've, yeah, they've potentially not got three of those. Well, they've definitely not got, not got three of those four, but if Hoover's out as well, um, who's scored once and assisted once for them this season, you'll be thinking even more, there's there's a good chance that we can get something out of the game. So, Warnock's just got to just gotta go into things and not overthink it. He's just got to go into it. Same team, time to do exactly the same as they did on Saturday. And we can, we can be helpful for another good performance. I
1: completely agree. And uh, for our sake and for Warnock's sake and for kind of everyone associated with town, I think, I think you share my sentiments by saying...
0: It would be brilliant for him to bow out with three points. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. I think doing that just it's it's the perfect end to it, isn't it? It'd be poetic. We all I think we all said last season if he could bow out with keeping us up, bows out, and that's him done in football, it'd be perfect, but three points in Huddersfield against Stoke City on what probably will be a cold and, and wet Wednesday night. It just scre it screams a, a bow out for nil one does done it. It was it was never gonna be picturesque, it was never gonna be sunny May weather. No, no. <laughs> it was gonna be a game against Stoke City. So it's to hoping that he ends his Udsfield career for now at least. Who knows we'll get him back in the future? Um with three points. And I'm gonna ask you a score prediction. I've caught you off guard <laughs> there and I can tell. But oh he's, brilliant. You've got to ask um, three
1: nil. Three
0: 0 Tom. All right, okay then. Three um, 0 Tom. That's that's bold. Um, I think it's bold. routine. One nil. Scrappy, scrappy okay. game, but I think I think it's one nil. Um, I think that pretty much ends it as, as it is. If if you've not got anything to add.
1: No, I just see in your face. You're shocked by my prediction, but we'll probably lose five nil now. 3-0, <laughs>
0: three, three <nil>, I'd saw. <laughs> <laughs> That's a prediction and a half. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think that wraps it up for this episode. Um, if you have enjoyed, um, please like, comment, subscribe as always, share as well. Leave your score predictions below and any, anything that you took from, from Rotherham's game that you'd like to, to see as well in, in the game against Stoke. And as always, we shall, we shall see you next time. And hopefully we are... Talking to you about three points and looking forward to Coventry City under a new gaffer. Thank you for listening as always, and we shall see you next time.